Hello, Audience Land and Metaverse at large. Welcome to the Audius Folk and Songwriters Radio Hour. I am very excited to be bringing this content to such an amazing platform. Really hoping soon to draw more and more folkies and songwriters of all shapes, sizes, and genres into this great audience community. There's so much potential here, and I am very excited by all of it. So thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. Really great show today. Episode one is going to start off with quite a bang. We have an interview with Ontario-based singer-songwriter David James Allen, who I actually met on Audius, or because of Audius. It was in the Discord, the Audius Discord, and uh, we have started chatting and, you know, collaborating on different levels since then, and he was kind enough to uh, do an interview with us here at the Folk and Songwriters Radio Hour, so we're very excited for that. It's going to be a whole action-packed hour and then some, where we'll get to talk to David, pick his brain about songwriting and all the great things that go on behind the scenes of music, as well as hear a bunch of his new tunes and old tunes and talk about the upcoming vinyl. So please enjoy. I hope you do. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Here is our interview with David James Allen. All right. We're here with David James Allen, uh, Ontario, Canada-based singer-songwriter. And uh, David, welcome to the the Songwriters Weekly. Thank you very much, Ryan. appreciate you having me on here to talk yeah. shop. Oh, man. So exciting. Um, so we have a lot of stuff to cover. I think one of the most important things is uh, an upcoming vinyl release, which as a vinyl junkie myself, I'm very yeah. excited for that. Uh, I play a lot of vinyl here on the show, and um, and uh, yeah, uh, could you talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah, sure thing. Uh, yeah, so uh, the architect that is the album title. Um, we recorded it all up in a studio in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, a lot of it was done live, uh, live with the band. A uh, few overdubs after the fact, but the meat and potatoes of the record is all uh, drums, bass, guitar, harmonica, and vocals. Um, all live together in one live room. And uh, the studio is kind of known for a big open sound. It's an old converted church. Um, I think they got it in the early 90s, maybe. Uh, don't quote me on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, they've converted into recording studio. And uh, yeah, it's just such a such a lovely space, such a big sound. So that kind of um, added a lot to um, the warmth and the quality, the sound quality of the record. And uh, it's going to be out on vinyl. Uh, right now, we're kind of doing pre-orders for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, as you may know, uh, vinyl can get a little pricey uh, to get printed. So pre-ordering just kind of helps uh, offset yes. some of the costs there. But I was curious, actually, about your... Do you get the vinyl printed yourself? Are you part of that process? And uh, and who do you use? Absolutely. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big DIY guy, so... Um, I did the uh, layout myself uh, and the packaging, the artwork, all that stuff. You uh, did. Wow, the artwork's so good. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Uh, thanks, brother. Uh, yeah, I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, it's heavily uh, influenced by uh, an artist out in Brooklyn named Bruno Penabranca. Um, oh, I, I'm and, very uh, familiar. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, I can't take full credit, you know, for, you know, sure, I'll, sure. I'll say I'll be ripping on some of his style for that. But, but isn't that music um, in general, right? Like, we're <laughs> yeah, always right. inspired by the things we already love and, and, you know, the songs we love. And I think it's maybe difficult to write something so completely original, you know, without yeah. it sounding totally cuckoo, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, so uh, layout and the artwork, all that stuff um, kind of happens in shop at my own little studio space. And then um, I send it out uh, f- to Precision precision um, Pressing, which mm. is based here in Canada. Oh, very nice. Um, and, they, and they'll uh, get, it all, get it all together and send it on out to me. And then I ship it all. So I do all the shipments by hand. Uh, so sometimes it can wow. take a little little while to get them out there but uh yeah we do what we can i've i've, I've been there with mailers in the cd days yeah. you know and yeah. that was uh just sending them to googling record labels and sending them you know as yeah many yeah good out in the mail and just you know hoping somebody would put it on the radio or <laughs> yeah man i'm knew. still doing it yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that's the beauty of uh the digital age now you can kind of track that stuff and you get more insight into uh you know, if you did send out a record or a CD to somebody, you know, if they played it, because you can see it on the charts and whatnot. But yeah, uh, it's good. And uh, and we love Spinatron here on the radio for that, because it automatically tracks our plays and helps us uh, make our playlist more uh, more accurate and and easier, too. So that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good stuff. Um, you know, one of my biggest inspirations for this show is this, the songwriting um and i find that to be really the thread like you kind of come from a more americana background um i mm-hmm. play americana I, mm-hmm. I honestly quite a number of genres to the point where i don't really even know what genres are what these days as long as it kind of fits into the the framework of good songwriting right and um i love your songwriting of course and i've Thanks, with man. the pre-listen heard some of the album um Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many great tracks on on the album, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, yeah, if you could talk about your songwriting, uh, just any little, you know, I know, I know it's kind of secret, secret magic and two parts incense, and you know, you never know exactly <laughs> what it is. But if there's any, you know, more general things that you could share about songwriting, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been writing songs for a long time now. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do uh so it's all about the song uh, that's where i'm coming from um and uh lyrics mean a lot to me i like uh, putting a lot of i guess energy and time into um character development and like uh the emotion behind each song um and yeah what was that uh please let me in please, please let, let me in, in yeah. on on track number three on the vinyl is just talk about emotion holy moly <laughs> that's that's like <laughs> raw power there <laughs> and that's awesome man um it's uh i'm really proud of how that one turned out and believe it or not when i first wrote that song it was about half the speed um and it was kind of like a gospel uh style song so you can kind of imagine the refrain refrain and stuff like that um gospel version but uh i think that's kind of what qualifies a, a good song um to me while i'm writing is that if i can uh, you know if i have the chords and the melody um and the lyrics strong enough that uh i can play it fast play it slow 
um, mm. kind of change up the style of the song, but still have the power of the song mm. and the emotion of the song come through. Mm. Then that's how I know that um, I'm happy with the, you know, the song to myself. And that's kind of what it comes down to for me is as long as I can get behind it and I'm quite happy with it. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, so songwriting process, my, my process is, um, it changes based on each song. I've had some songs that come out pretty quickly, um, you know, where I'm sitting down with an acoustic guitar and, you know, lyrics, melody, everything just kind of comes at once. Um, and those are awesome days. Um, but then there's other songs where I've just been, you know, hacking away at it. Um, some of these songs I've been kind of collecting for over 10 years, you know, and that's always seems to be the case for me is that because I'm I'm always like uh, chewing on a song idea, even when I'm not at home writing with the the acoustic guitar um, or in the studio demoing. I'm always thinking, you know, oh, that's that's something that mm. I want to write about. That's something I want to tackle. And then, you know, sometimes it might take a year or two for that idea to solidify. And then once it does, you know. I can quickly edit it and figure out the right words for it. But um, so I do a lot of demoing um, and I do a lot of home uh, recording, uh, as you know. Um, You're you impressed me with your home recordings. I've, I thought for sure those were, you know, full pro studio takes. And um, and as a you know home studio enthusiast myself, I'm. Uh, you know, and I had expressed this to you before, uh, like, wow, those, those sound really good, man. How did you, you know, how did you get such a rich sound out of each instrument? I mean, is it in the mix? Is it in the production, the microphone? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Uh, cause I've listened to some of your tunes too, and I know that you have a, uh, uh, a strong musical sense and getting, getting uh, an aesthetic there. of your own, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh um yeah man it's like a lot of trial and error for me and uh, i rely heavily on my ears so i don't have um the greatest equipment at home um this this year i kind of did some upgrade and i'm i'm in the process of actually getting a little studio space built um out of my apartment so i'm kind of expanding a little bit um but a lot of what I what I use is, uh, you know, an SM7B for mic vocals. Um, I got a couple condensers that I can use on uh, guitars, but everything's pretty affordable, um, you know, on the budget. And um, I think EQ and reverbs and delays um, and that sort of thing after the source has been captured is where I have a lot of fun. And then um, when I'm recording, I think... Uh, it comes down to just, uh, you know, um, recording something right. And that captures the emotion from the get go, um, at your source. And then you can kind of tweak it, tweak the, the vibe, you know, after the fact, as long as that original source is solid, you know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. I think they call it polishing a turd sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, like yeah. if it doesn't already sound good, adding more things to it may not make it sound better <laughs> you know it may. sometimes you you know especially with ableton and things you can tweak and warp and you know who knows that that may be what you're after but um I, yeah I and they're still the same and and a lot of the studio professionals mm-hmm. i work in my professional life in recording studios uh mm-hmm. and you know they're a lot of them are very much into the driest 
the most flat yeah. EQ, you know, the flatter the EQ in the <laughs> recording and in the right. sound transmission, listening back, the better. <laughs> so I think yeah. that goes to show, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, that's interesting that you say that with a flat EQ and the dry stuff, because with this particular record, uh, it's the first time um, with my like uh, solo music that I've reached out um, and started working with a co-producer on it uh, named William D. Cran. Um, and he's an old buddy of mine that we grew up, uh, in Barrie, my hometown together. Um, so he, uh, he co-owns Catherine North studio. Um, okay. and he's, uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge on the technical side of, you know, running a studio, what microphones to use and that sort mm. of thing. And it was a pretty cool, um, experience working with him because, um, previous, um, previously I would just kind of, you know, use what I had at home and didn't really have to think too much about, um, you know, flat, um, or DI clean signals and that sort sure, of thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because it was what I was used to, you know, so it's kind of eye opening and kind of learned a lot working with William. Yeah. Um, you know, because I could send him a guitar track at home or send him some vocals that I recorded at home that I've added to the, to the song. Um, and then he could take them into the studio remix them there with equipment there that can kind of bring and gel and glue everything together so it's kind of like a collaborative effort which was pretty cool but um one other thing i was going to add on that and i think uh it's important to for any other you know home enthusiasts at at home recording and working on their stuff is mm -hmm. uh, i take like a lot of influence from um the tape recording days where um, you know, like the band or you listen to like Al Green or uh, yes. Otis Redding, these kind of like soul um, singers mm -hmm. and they're, they're working on tapes. So they're capturing the, you know, one take, two take, three takes um, live in that right. moment. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, capturing that moment is important. So, so, you know, that kind of goes back to getting at the source. Not only does it, you know, agreed. It doesn't necessarily have to be Cree, but you know, that, that motion has to be there. Right. What was that? They said okay. about uh dangerous. It was like over 99 takes or something. And they chose the, the second one or something like, <laughs> Oh know. man, I didn't know that. And I love that uh, story. There, it's, wild. it's some anecdotal like that. Yeah. I probably messed it up, but um, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Here's a quick reminder that you can submit any songs uh, in the specified genres to the Songwriters Weekly at gmail.com. Please provide either Wave MP3 or FLAC files, and I will happily play them on the next episode. If you are interested in interviews, you can also reach me at the exact same email address, and I would love to hear from you. Also, song suggestions. If you see anything on Audius, please feel free to chime in and let me know. Now back to our interview with David James Allen. Okay, and we're back on the Songwriters Weekly with David James Allen, uh, Ontario-based, Ontario-Canada-based uh, singer-songwriter and Americana artist, um, promoting his upcoming, uh, re uh, upcoming vinyl release, which is The Architect. And what's the label that, that uh, I see? It's uh, Garment District Records. Gar Garment District. Have you released with them before? The last album, uh, Radiations, was uh, through Garment District as well. And uh, they're a small boutique label based out of Toronto. 
I'm a big fan of labels. I like to announce the labels as much as I can with artists. Obviously, it's not possible with every single release or everything that I have, whether you know it's digital or tape or vinyl or something. But um, I, I think that's important because a lot of these labels, you know, they they just have so many great artists on them, you know, and and it's absolutely. Like, it's like a jumping off point. Like, I like that person. Okay, I'm going to go see what their label has and let's see what else they've oh, yeah. got. You know, um, I'm Certainly. a big fan of that. So, that's, uh, I mean, that is a big part of, uh, you know, discovering music for me growing up too. This is the exact same, same process was pop on their website. Who are these artists? What are they doing? And then I found some of my favorite artists yes. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a DJ in the past, that was, I learned those skills of how to, you know d dig and dive through you know chasing trails of artists and songs and likes you know and different profiles yeah. especially with the internet now i mean and, and some things are download you get it to a gem and you're like can i download it ah no but yes <laughs> you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes sure so. yeah um, and uh so let's listen to one of the songs uh we're gonna listen to the single off of uh the architect and this is For the Times by David James Allen.
good faith for the time. Writing songs about the places I've been, people I've seen, all the people I've been, up and down all them highway toads, country roads zigzagging back and forth. Well, Papa never told me I was ever gonna be a smile on display, bound to pay, baby I'm bound to the game. I spent time learning the picking songs. Sang sad, sad song. A ballad of waltz and blues and a honky tonk. Just like stomping tonk. I keep rolling on. Papa never told me I was ever gonna be a smile on display. Bound to the pain. Maybe I'm bound to the pain. Mama never told me I was ever gonna be a smile on display. I've been working like a dog, playing to club walls, playing for the melody. Echoing some modesty, of crushing down on me. I miss my family. Never told me I was ever gonna be a smile on display. Bound to pay, baby, I'm bound to the game. Mama never told me I was ever gonna be a smile on display. Bound to pay, baby, I'm bound to the game. Papa never told me I was ever gonna be a smile on display. Bound to pay, baby, I'm bound to the game. Mama never told me I was ever gonna be a smile. All right, welcome back. Uh, that was Bound to the Game, the last song you just heard there, uh, was the other single off of The Architect by David James Allen. Uh, starting off there was For the Times, um, and uh, both of those off the upcoming 
vinyl release by David James Allen, who's here in the studio with us. Um, can you speak a little bit to that song, Bound to the Game? I, I, I really enjoyed that one out of a lot of the songs that I heard. Uh, could you talk about that song? Yeah, sure. Um, Bound to the Game. Uh, I think that that's probably the most country song I've written. Um, <laughs> which is funny to me because I grew up in a small, you know, factory sized town. I'm not, uh, I'm not a country artist by all means, but, sure. uh, for some reason it just comes out in my songwriting. It's probably because I grew up listening to, uh, you know, my parents, uh, folk and some country music and it just came out that way. Um, I saw you and I love reading it. a good book about country music history too. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, the songwriting, and I'm a big fan of songwriting, as you know. And, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> that, that book was by uh, Tom T. Hall, and uh, it's very entertaining. Um, and he was a songwriter. Uh, I haven't quite finished the book, but um, from what I've learned so far, he was a songwriter who kind of approached songwriting like a nine to five uh, day job back in the earlier days in Nashville when it was very uncommon to do that. Oh, okay. um, so he had a really cool work ethic where he'd, uh, you know, he'd wake up in the morning with um, his guitar, his microphone, uh, typewriter, and he had a little, uh, I don't know, probably like a four track or tape recorder that he had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he'd just write and write and write. Um, and Kind, uh, kind of John Paul White kind of did that too, I guess, before the, the Civil Wars was a, was kind of a, uh, not a ghost writer, but a, a staff writer, I guess, as it were, you know. And I've heard him talk about that too in interviews where he says, you know, just keep writing. <laughs> kind of just, the same thing about uh, with the production, you know, mm -hmm. you, you were mentioning, we were talking about the dry productions and the flat EQs. I think it's, it's kind of in that same vein. For me, it's more important to get the idea out at one time than to worry about any yeah. of the production, the frivolous production stuff, right? I'd rather nice. sit down and yeah. in a half an hour end up with three minutes of a complete idea, even if it's a crappy yeah. take or an iphone recording you know so yeah. uh, i don't know if that applies to you at all but <laughs> oh certainly man and i that's a nice segue i don't know if i'm derailing or going off into a tangent here probably and i'll likely do that let's do time. that yeah let's go let's do that <laughs> yeah. but it's just uh you know a big going back to like the songwriting process uh it um i very often have uh you know an iphone if i don't have my computer recording um while i'm writing and uh, I'll hit record and jam an idea um, and then have like 20 minutes, 25 minutes of time recorded, all focused on this one chord progression, lyrical melody. And I'll, I'll sing words. I'll sing whatever I can. Basically, um, like, you know, turn the tap and let all the creative, yes, yes. you know, everything out mm -hmm. in that moment um, and capture that moment. And then I'll listen back to it if I'm fond of it. Um, and then that's where I can kind of um, find the, you know, the compelling idea in that song. Yes, yes. Uh, so totally, totally can relate to that, man. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I think a lot of that was shown to me through electronic music production because it's so easy in sound design and stuff to get lost down a rabbit hole and you've, you're now exhausted and it's three in the morning and you, you only have like a 12 bar loop or a 16 bar loop, you know, yeah. to show for it. Um as opposed to just a three minute, like, even if you just took that loop and drug it out for three minutes and said, okay, this is the song, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's some importance in that. And then the dry and the flat EQ, and then all of that embellishment later, you know, yeah. you have the time to really 
dive into it. That's anyways, that's an approach I, I appreciate. Super cool, man. Um, should we listen to a couple more songs? I'd like to hear some stuff off radiations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why don't we listen to do what fits? Okay. So here's do what fits from radiations. What year was uh, that put out? That was put out last year. So I recorded it, uh, a kind of a fun project recorded a song a month throughout the uh, i guess the pandemic so recorded nice. mixed mastered song released it the following month and just kept doing that until the song the album was done and that's what all of radiations is that's what all radiations is yeah awesome and that was also garment district records yes sir also gar- all right here it is david james allen do what fits Get up and get out of bed Ungown, dress up, let your hair hang low Walk out, breathe in, let them flowers grow Take off and be filled, let your feelings show Don't let the others change your point let them call you out on things that they do too Wake up, get up, get out of bed Ungown, dress up, do what it is that feel Accept the others and hope they'll accept you too Wake up, wake up, sleep in, get up, or get out of bed Ungown, dress up do what it is that fits 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 Do what it is that fits
There's a whisper in the county A murmuring or doubt On the faces that surround me The horizon line is rising And the scarecrow shadows go in the cold The wells aren't running empty There's a flooding of the fields that has lasted most of the year. Cars are quickly fleeing as the scarecrow lifts his finger to the air. That was Scarecrow by David James Allen off the Radiations LP. Um, right before that, we heard Do What Fits, also off Radiations, and uh, heard that neat little tidbit uh, about the album itself. David saying that he made um, a song a month until the album was complete, uh, mixed, mastered, and finished. And that's just such a cool idea, um, especially during the pandemic, <laughs> to have something to, you know, really put your energy into and to show for it at the end. You know, I'm sure that that's uh, what a lot of people are after in the pandemic so that we don't go crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a saving grace. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, actually, that was one thing I was curious mm. about was how the pandemic and how that just how the pandemic in general has impacted you and COVID, you know, mm. wh whether it's touring or whatever band life you know meetups and, and playing shows obviously i mean there's probably and stu being in a studio i mean pretty much every th element of being a musician except writing by yourself involves other people to some degree so uh can you, yeah. can you speak to that yeah uh it certainly had its impact um i uh I was very fortunate to have a part-time job at a library in town here uh in my community, I'm an IT librarian uh, part-time um, because when the uh, pandemic hit, uh, 
touring was no longer an option. So that kind of source of revenue and being on the road, um, you know, completely wiped out. Um, that being said, I do tour uh, mostly solo. Um, so I get the band together for larger shows, um, okay. but it's all about economics for me right now. Of course. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a lot more economical for me to get in the car, travel with the guitar and the harmonica, and then, you know, get kick drum or something and do a performance that way. Um, so it was hard, man. The first uh, first number of months was pretty tough. Um, I just got off the road. Uh, it was nice. We had a really good show out in Peterborough, Ontario. Um, I had the band with me, which was a three-piece band um, at this uh, theater called the Gordon Best Theater. Mm. Um, and this was in uh, March, uh, just before uh, everything kind of got locked down here in Canada. Um, so it was kind of a bittersweet. It was a really nice uh, send off last show. Um, oh man! <laughs> but uh, it was kind of around that time too, where uh, you know I started turning inwards into the recording and production of Radiations. Um, um, so so yeah, man. Not being on the road has been hard. Uh, I miss it a lot, um, yeah. but I also really love being at home. Um, and it's also given me a heck of a lot more time to be creative. So I've probably been, you know, 200% more productive not being on the road now that I've sure. been at home. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's pretty sweet. I bet. It's got yeah. its pros and cons. And I get to spend time uh, with my uh, my partner here at home and, nice. um, you know, kind of take in Prince Edward County here, which is sweet. Um, as far as studio goes, um, with this record, uh, you know, we were going to record uh, a lot of it in the studio um, and we managed to get chunks of it done um, in between um, lockdowns. different lockdown stages. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it was a lot of scheduling around that stuff. Oh, my gosh. And uh, and uh, and then also, you know, uh, working remotely. Um, so uh, the pedal steel player on this album's name is Stu Crooks. Yeah. Uh, he lives out in Paris, France, oh, and wow. he's got a studio out there. So we'd, uh, you know, track as much as we could, get the meat and potatoes, um, you know, live at the studio. I'd come home, add to it, embellish it, send it off the stew, and then he'd spend some time with it at his studio. And then once he's got his part, send it back to me. So it was a pretty cool experiment in, um, you know, digital collaboration, which was which was fun, and I like. I quite like making records like that. I kind of, the, yeah. the combination of the two, um, doing it live off the floor with the band is one thing. Um, and I yes. feel like it captured a lot of that, you know, band essence. Um, and then, you know, being able to actually use technology in that way where you can work with artists from all over the world is incredible. Right. Um, and that, I mean, I'll, I'll continue doing that forever. I think. Gosh, I hope so. Um, Sorry, a little bit of water went down the wrong pipe there. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I know it's been difficult for a lot of musicians and a lot of people out there just trying to make do, not just musicians, but um, musicians in particular. Not that we care more about them, but that's what we're here talking about. And you know, and I feel like uh, there's 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 been such a shift in in the industry, and there was already that big shift, you know, out of CDs into into digital medians and then into full streaming and and uh and now with everything else you know progressing with blockchain streaming and all that stuff speaking of which yeah. 
I've been meaning to ask you. Yeah. Um, so we met in yeah. Discord for a blockchain-based electronic music streaming platform, more or less. Yeah. yeah. I have an excuse why I was there. What's your <laughs> excuse? Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Honestly, I just... uh Man, I'm curious. I'm just a curious person. And uh, yeah. I don't even, to be honest, I was thinking that earlier because I'm like, I love that we've met on Discord and we've met, you know, through this platform. It's, yes. it's great. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how I found uh, Audius in that Discord chat. I must have just been like researching. I mean, I, I love, uh, I do enjoy blockchain technology. I think it's pretty fascinating. Me too. And yeah. I like researching it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, with um, you know, streaming platforms not necessarily giving artists um, the uh, fairest cut, <laughs> the fairest cut. Uh, you know, it probably led me down into uh, alternative music streaming platforms. And uh, yeah, man, Audius, Audi- you guys, everybody on that Discord, shout out to Audius Discord. Yes, of course. Right now, love those um, guys to death. Yeah, so much. Seriously, uh, such a welcoming community of people, Agreed. and uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of fun, you know. Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Every time I and I, I I don't go on it all that often, you know. I'm kind of like uh, I go through phases where I'm very active in something, and then my brain's off, and I'm doing something else, and then I come back, you know. So I try yes. to pop on there every once in a while just to say what's Agreed. up and yeah. check my private messages, see if uh, Ryan messaged me anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Met met many uh, great uh, people through there, and it is such a fantastic place. What I what I just really wish would happen is that more folk musicians would mm. were somehow. I, I feel like that's the that's kind of where the technology stops with folk. And, and sorry to interrupt you there. I know you. you no, no, it's all good. Kind of on a on a train of thought, but um, that I I think that's probably what stuck out to me more about meeting on the discord, because I've actually tried to share that out to, you know, other subreddits with, uh, folk, you know, folk directions, you know, Americana, stuff like that. Um, there's, there's some people, I actually have a really good singer songwriter playlist on there with some nice acoustic, uh, and folky artists. Um, but there's not as obviously not very much, you know? And so then to find somebody like yourself on there, like, you know, it just, uh, it cracks me up. Um, but, uh, I love it and I want to see more people on it because <laughs> yeah. it's such an amazing open community, you know, mm-hmm. of electronic artists. I played one of your songs in one of their listening parties and yeah. just, you know, I love it just that, man. really blows people's minds. Cause, and also it shows them like, there's a whole world of music out here, uh, that wants to be part of this community or that we want, I want people to get into that personally. Um, because I think it is the future blockchain technology is pretty fascinating. Audience has yeah. got a really good thing going and, uh, yeah. and yeah, that discord is that place is hilarious. Um, so <laughs> I just had to yeah, ask man. about that. Cause I'm like, I, I yeah. make electronic music, um, yeah. as a hobby hobby. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, well, I was well, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember that. Cause I mean, like, I remember, uh, I was uh, like, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, man. Like, instruments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need I think to talk. we connected over like, uh, what's his name? Masago? Or uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Masago? Um, Mas- oh, Masago. Anyway. Yeah. Masago. Masago. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'd heard a couple of uh, his tracks and I was digging it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is this is rad. Like, you know, there's other artists moving here, man. There's 
things happening. So much. And, uh, I mean, yeah, so man. Much. Yeah. EDM, EDM, that's a whole new world to me. So like, that's another thing going back to the curious mind is like, I'll go and hang out in discord and it's a whole new world to me, man. You guys are uh, making music from a completely different, um, uh, not space. I feel like there's common, a common space and a common place where it's coming from, but it's just different aesthetically. Right. It and is. like, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard some like crazy uh, oral, uh, oral distortion jams in my headphones where my ears are like boggled for like mm. mm-hmm. minutes after the fact. And that's stuff I never really would have listened to or come across without, you know, checking out mm. tunes from that you know, group of people. So um, let's listen to another song. How about Celebrate You? Let's do it. That was not um, on Garment District? What, what yes. Was? This is uh, self-released. Uh, so it's independent. Yep, self-published. Those are the best kind. All right, this is Celebrate You from David James Allen here on the Songwriters Weekly. Call off the armies, take the middleman off the lines He ain't doing so good these days Standing with his rifle, staring into the eyes of God He ain't doing so well fighting Take some time, leave it all out in the pine And leave the fence post to the cold ground And focus now on bettering yourself So when the fog of war comes, you can face it I wanna celebrate, celebrate you. Go on back to basics, find that humor in your grin. The mask you paint these days is serious. I see you battling your demons in the day They rage and twist behind your smile And those who know might see you squirming in your bones Or hiding out between the chatter I wanna celebrate, celebrate you. Come on, man, let's celebrate, celebrate you. You said it. Takes one to know one Man, you know I've got it bad The case of burning with the poets 
And I've been the last to admit to my mistakes And the first to let them happen Apples to oranges and pears to lemon trees And it all tastes sweet, but it's together I wanna celebrate, celebrate you. Come on, man, let's celebrate, celebrate you. It's been so very long How long it's been I can't quite say Our expression seems so worn well, I know things haven't been so easy Between us as of late And I've wandered around From time to time And battled with my shape It would be so nice to feel you and your presence once again What goes around comes around The silence of a flame Well I've wondered where you came from Was no early morning train And I've thought about leaving town Though I know I'd feel the same With every gaping hour And every yellow dotted line That lead me to another place I cannot escape my mind It would be so nice to see you Oh my friend, remember when we laughed Goes around, comes around The silence of a flame Oh friend, oh friend, oh friend, oh friend Oh friend, how have you been? It's lonely here, wish you were around Well I'm burning in my skin I'm like a whining Crying, smiling giant in a circus crowned by kings And my friend the clown came up from down Painted me a bobo man And that smile that he wears is bright But his eyes like burnt out What goes around comes around The silence of a flame Well it seems these days I can grind The jester's heavy stone Oh friend, oh friend Oh friend, I miss you When will you say hello? 
and show your face upon my window a reflection of a ghost what goes around comes around the silence of a flame what goes around comes around the silence of a flame I've got so much love to give But at times I'm feeling faint Like I smile and I talk too much And everything I see relates And everyone around me smiles And laughs to their feel the same What goes around comes around The silence of a flame What goes around comes around The silence of a flame What goes around comes around The silence of a flame What goes around comes around The silence of a flame
Starting off that set, we heard Celebrate You, followed by The Silence of a Flame, and last there was When the Demons Come. All three of those songs by David James Allen, who is our guest today on the Songwriters Weekly, uh, talking about all kinds of great things, songwriting, vinyl production, uh, you name it, uh, we're going to go there if we haven't already. Um, so please stick around and stay tuned for more of that. We have just a little bit of that interview left, uh, but I hope you've been enjoying his tunes and, and um, all the back and forth. And let's just get right back into it. Here is the remainder of our interview with David James Allen. Yeah, could you uh, talk about when the demons come? You have such amazing uh, female harmonies on there. Could you talk about how you record? You know, any any info about how you record harmonies or how you even plan the harmonies? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the harmonies for that song that would be Courtney Dubois, a really good uh, friend of mine who uh, we'd played in a band or a series of bands um, throughout our twenties together. Um, and Courtney grew up in Barrie, where I'm originally from, Barrie, Ontario. Um, and that song, When the Demons Come, um, I'd originally, I'd written it and wrote some of the, well, I wrote the vocal parts and some of the har- harmony ideas kind of sketched out. Um, but uh, Courtney and uh, a musician, Ben Lemon, who um, you'd find on the new record, The Architect, um, we've, we work together on everything. I always go to those those two guys um and courtney you know i give her credit for uh you know coming up with the harmonies um for that particular song mm-hmm. i knew it was going to be a duet i like writing duets uh, periodically um and uh yeah man that, that's that's it we our voices blend really well and we have a lot Thank of you. years yeah it's and that comes from a lot of years um singing together uh so oh, okay. With our, our old group, we were called Stone Trotter, and um, we'd been a band for about maybe three or four years. Um, we, re- we released and recorded a record together, and you know we just wood shop together. You know, every two days we'd be jamming and playing, oh, wow. performing with each other. So we were really, uh, really hard into the jam sessions. And um, yeah, awesome artist. Uh, she does macrame. Uh, art as well so uh, oh, my wife does that too actually really fantastic yes. they mm-hmm. should shout out to uh second string designs that's courtney's uh macrame oh, very business cool. very cool and yeah. uh you can check that out online um but yeah so um uh harmonies man for that particular song it was pretty easy easy come easy go um and uh and then when it comes to harmonies in the studio while I'm writing, um, man, it's about like throwing stuff at the wall and experimenting. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just learning so much more about it myself, you know, before yeah. actually getting into the practice of it. But, uh, yeah, it's quite fascinating and, um, difficult, extremely difficult. If somebody were to tell me to sing the bass and then they get the middle third and that person gets the fifth, I'm mm. like, I mean, I know what they're talking about theoretically, but like, uh, I, couldn't pinpoint yeah. a note, you know, sure. with my voice to say, oh, that's the bass D or whatever. So, yeah, I, and I'm in a similar boat, Ryan. Um, you know, I, I rely heavily on the ear, like I said, so I can find them and I can sing them. Uh, 
it would take me a second. I'm not, I'm not a classically trained musician. So I've, I've taught myself a lot of what I know uh, in the studio and in songwriting. Um, so it's all about baby steps and learning. And that was actually yeah. a question um, I had for you was about, you know, theory and uh, if theory was a big part of your songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say no. It's a big part of my learning. Uh, my learning. Um, yeah, my learning. But it's not a big part of my uh, my songwriting. I have like this approach where um, my my rule, I guess, when I'm writing a song and recording a song is um, any theory that I have, throw it out the window <laughs> and don't actually pay attention to it. Um, sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's the summation but, of but, but it comes handy career. when I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 like that's not to that's not to discredit the theory or anything. Um and and I know that it makes its way in when I'm writing um songs, but I really prefer it to be um like a really um like organic. a organic or or yeah, like you know, like uh you hear might hear musicians saying that music and songwriting is like church to them. And I feel that way. Like mm. it's supposed to be it's supposed to capture something that's beyond just me, you know? Um, right. And if I'm constantly thinking about, you know, um, the theory behind it, it kind of distracts me from what I'm trying to do uh, with the emotions. Um, right. But yeah, man, like I'm a big fan of a uh, bluegrass and I like jazz music. Um, and I challenge myself to, to try and learn that kind of music on guitar um, so that when I write songs in the future, it will influence how I write subconsciously, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you're, you know, you saying that you're big on, on the ear. Um, I think as somebody who also never studied theory, uh, until later, uh, myself, um, you know, you, you rely on the ear and you, you hear when that disharmony comes in, when something's out of yeah. the key signature, you know, yeah, uh, for I sure. Think, especially once you get tuned in and especially with, I've been finding more and more, less with electronic and with computer bass, but with writing with a guitar. Um, because immediately when you go to something disharmonic out of the key, uh, out of, you know, out of the meter, whatever, it, it's very apparent. It seems like yeah. it's more apparent at least, you know. Um, Certainly, I uh, I've been kind of just trying personally to learn more about you know yeah. typical arrangement because arrangements a, a big part of it too, and your arrangements mm -hmm. are are amazing, you know, and that's something um, that uh, I think everybody obviously strives for. Do you do all your own arranging? I, I would imagine. Um, yeah, for the for the most part, I would say, but um, in some cases, it's collaborative. Um, you know, when I go into the studio, I pretty much I pretty much have the song figured out um the foundation of the song figured out um you know for the two records that i recorded myself at at home you know i would be doing the majority of the arrangements but when it comes to um some of the string arrangements on the architect um those arrangements and strings were performed and arranged by uh jillian Soderteig. um mm. and sorry jillian if i pronounced your name uh, last name incorrectly but she's absolutely wonderful and uh, we, we worked together on a couple, a couple projects, um, a couple of different projects now. And uh, she's really gifted and has a really playful ear for that kind of thing. So, you know, 
collaborative as well as what was that like live arranging strings well like were um, you part of that process or was that another like send off and have them overdub and or or were you like there with it in the studio i mean that sounds like an amazing experience oh man Rec string day was like string the day most, <laughs> the, is, the, is the most amazing day in the studio um you Move really over leg like day it's string <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah uh it's like uh mind-boggling how much um power strings bring to a song especially if you're the one writing the song and you're like you know you're dreaming it in your head and then you're hearing a group of uh string players uh you know bring that character and that life to it it's like you feel like a beetle you know what I'm, i mean i'm sweating actually thinking about it <laughs> to, to be honest yeah. just like placing myself as you're talking like it's so I've used cool. so many times electronic strings from contact from native instruments or something and just written yeah. string parts i mean that's those demos that i've sent you it's literally yeah. the the basis of those is every other instrument but me is someone is is is, is some other vst right like it's even right a you're like is that a real banjo and i'm like no that's an arpeggiated synthesizer <laughs> banjo you know <laughs> it, it sounds so realistic too like I would not have known hadn't you told me. Yeah. Especially if you throw a little swing on it, you can do some funny things there. But um nice. yeah, anyways. Uh, uh you and you played speaking of which on um is that nobody you played banjo on the architect. Is that you I playing played, the uh, banjo? I was playing the banjo. That would be on uh My Doors Open. Sorry. My Doors Open. Yes, yeah. Number four, song four, My Doors Open, yeah. correct. Um mm -hmm. and uh, that's me playing the banjo, yeah. Man. Um so I I dabble. I, I got a lot of instruments and uh i dabble with them that's yeah. clean i loved how you broke especially after you know i was saying that song uh what is that song um number three please let me in was so powerful and then to bring it back down to just like a solo banjo piece nice. was so cool uh really yeah, enjoyed right that. on man and one of my favorite artists who i play here quite a lot uh the bones of jr jones absolutely oh, yeah okay love everything that guy does and his solo banjo tunes and and his songwriting yeah. and his one-man banding when he's just ripping yeah. it with that kick drum and his blues guitar and uh nice just, uh i just got his vinyl the uh, i've been playing it on the show the uh 12 uh, actually i think it's a 10 inch um a celebration orange swirl marble vinyl pretty cool oh. one. sounds beauty I printed vinyl once with our old label, the electronics uh, label, and it was it was uh, it was a lot of effort, uh, and the, and that was the black vinyl. Um, but I love all these cool designs that are coming out. So, oh yeah, man, I I haven't I haven't dove into the uh, um, the colored vinyl yet. Um, I think it's a cost. It's a cost. It's, thing, it's right? a cost thing. It's yeah, a cost yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah. like my brain and my eyes and my heart are like one day man because that just opens up a whole other world of the designs from the design uh point of view what you can do tying in the vinyl colors into the artwork like you can make them kind of melt That's into amazing. one another because i like doing yeah. yeah and uh one day man that, that'd be cool that, that record sounds cool i think you might have uh, shared uh that artist with me before and i checked some stuff out it was really rad i absolutely just love him and he's he's in my my kind of age range so you know my big thing here on the songwriters weekly is 
Of course, there's, uh, you know, homage to all of the elders and, and, the, and the greats that came before us, hence the weight and the band. Um, yeah. But, but uh, you know, contemporary artists, there's just so many fantastic artists. And another thing I've spoken about, like I've mentioned in this interview, is uh, the labels, too, that support those bands and keep bringing great bands up and, and you know, providing yeah. some support. I mean, I know that it's hard to be an artist these days, mm -hmm. especially, but... Um, you know, folks are, are trying, I think yeah, it man. seems to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then that was, that was kind of leads me to the next point of like the art, <clears throat> you mentioned that you did the art for the architect yourself. Like, do you know, mm -hmm. do you know Photoshop? And I mean, that seems oh, yeah. like, and it just dude, sounds I, dude, like I, as a, as a, as a musician, you're not like David James Allen, like the singer, yeah. you're like the singer, the producer, the artist, the recording engineer, <laughs> the promotion you know the band yeah. promoter i mean <laughs> dude you gotta wear a lot of hats these days that's what i learned uh yeah man i there not not a day goes by uh without adobe photoshop being open uh, in front of me <laughs> so that like i live inside of adobe photoshop and i'm talking like years man oh wow. um i i, I love i love uh i love shows. Uh, graphic design and, and artwork and like you know for that uh jumping back to the radiations album um, I did a uh, single artwork for every single uh, track that came out each month. So I would record it and then I would do like, a, you know, a collage at home and then mix it and scan all the collage and then throw it to layout and Photoshop and then tweak things there so that each of the singles had a unique artwork. Yeah. And that's just to keep myself busy. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's like a lot of uh, a lot of cool designers out there. One, I'll give a shout out to uh, Daryl Norson if you're familiar with Daryl's work, and um, mm. uh, he's he's done a lot of work for uh, Folkway, um, Grateful Dead, um, His Golden Messenger, uh, a lot of artists, and uh, mm. he does some really incredible uh, artwork that um, I'm always uh, inspired inspired by uh, the stuff he does. And uh, there's a lot of different you know graphic artists or photographers or other artists that are outside of the music um creating realm that really contribute to the community and the culture um and i, I love that stuff just as much as i love uh, writing songs sometimes, agreed you know? agreed and it really gives an image to a song can be such an ethereal thing especially like an instrumental you know it really gives the uh like some visual to it like a picture book almost you know something to go off oh, of yeah. to some degree but i'm you know we when when we had the label um did the same thing i did all the photoshop stuff myself all the event flyers oh, and you know all the yeah. album artwork and stuff and it's <laughs> i'm I'd, i try not to do that anymore but actually for my <laughs> electronic stuff i still do yeah. um, a lot of the artwork too and now i've moved on to gimp because photoshop moved to the what is the clock the the cloud that killed me <laughs> killed my license yeah. anyways <laughs> um GIMP, hey man i use the gimp quite frequently too because at the library i'm always promoting graphic design services and it's freeware it's free it's, free it's really open. really good and it yeah. works a it's lot awesome. like photoshop in a lot of instances yeah. i mean yeah identical but yeah it's uh, it's got a it's got a learning curve but once you get past the learning curve it's great totally um and we're getting close to the end of time here david um any last words? Um, yeah, man. Thank you so much, Ryan, for uh, having me on uh, on the show today. And um, for any listeners out there who are interested in uh, checking out a performance with the band um, on December 16th, there's going to be a, a live stream happening through uh, the band camp 
live stream platform. Um, that's going to be a whole uh, in-studio performance from songs on the record, uh, a couple of songs that you heard today, um, a couple of songs from older uh, albums, and uh, some unreleased songs. So uh, tickets uh, will be available. Uh, they're $12, um, and you can tune in. It's all going to be chat. And it's basically an album release party for The Architect. So Fantastic. I would love to extend a welcome. Yeah. And when does The Architect officially get released? It gets dropped November 19th. November 19th. And where can people find you and your music? And you can you can head on over to my website, www.davidjamesallen.ca, and you can find all that uh, information there. Fantastic. Well, David, thank you so much <clears throat> for joining us. It's, it's very early. Well, it's a little later where you are on the East Coast, but um, for all those waking up, uh, I hope you enjoyed this interview with David James Allen. Please remember to like, share, and repost this episode. Uh, anything we can do to get the word out about the uh, Folk and Songwriters Radio Hour, as well as Audius in general, we want to get as many of the great folkies in here as we can. Uh, so much potential here. Cannot wait to see what what comes of it in the coming months and, and years. So thank you again for tuning in, for listening. I hope you gained a little bit of insight uh, into your own musical process through listening to David. And if you have any suggestions for artists for interviews or songs to play, or if you find some great artists on Audius that you don't see already somehow connected in our playlists or reposted by the profile, uh, please feel free to share them to me at thesongwritersweekly at gmail.com. Um, and you will hear that title interchange, The Songwriters Weekly, with Audius Folk and Songwriters Radio Hour. That is the previous uh, incarnation of this show when it was on FM radio. But we have adapted with the times, and here we are in the metaverse, loving Audius, loving the music. Until the next adventure, be well, take care of each other, and I'll see you next time. This is Ryan, signing off.